doesn't get much better than sitting on a picnic blanket, enjoying handmade beers and handmade films on a beautiful summer's eve. The Clips of Faith Beer and Film Tour is a celebration of the whimsical spirit of summer, craft brews, and sustainability. From May to October, from Charleston to Des Moines to Santa Cruz, Clips of Faith presents a smorgasbord of films from professional and amateurs alike. So hop on your bike and pedal on down to the outdoor cinema coming to your town. Check out the dates and places at clipsoffaith.com. With additional support from Kuat Racks and Patagonia. This is The Shorts, and you're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries. Consider for a moment complete and total exhaustion. That level of tiredness that you might never have experienced. That moment where your body and mind are so completely fatigued that collapse is inevitable. Time has nearly come to a standstill. Your mind has become a morass of confused jumbled thoughts which lead to nowhere. I'd been on a bicycle for three days, and my body, which I once thought was in pretty decent shape, hurt all over. My triceps ached, my big toe hurt, and my butt was so sore I had to discipline myself to remain on the rock-hard bike seat. As the pitch of the road increased, I huffed and puffed nonstop with no relief in sight. The gears ground, the chain pulled tight, and my quadriceps begged for relief. It was 49 degrees out, but my long sleeve shirt was soaked from the exertion. The flapping t-shirt against my body was uncomfortably clammy. Sweat dripped down my forehead and trickled into my eyes, irritating the hell out of me. More miles crept by, and I gained 500 feet in elevation, but the 6% grade was getting me down. Worst of all, I began to ask myself why. What was the purpose of giving up so much free time to put in so much energy and effort for getting into shape only to endure this? I thought that months of racing up and down hills back home would have made the physical challenge of this ride easier. I had sifted through books and articles on bike travel, gear, and equipment, preparing myself for any situation. But as I pushed through one pedal stroke after another, those measures seemed pointless now. This illusionment was not something I had planned for. Body has cells, they Under the With physical exhaustion came mental exhaustion, and my thoughts ran together in a confused web of frustration. Negativity controlled my emotions. I started to wonder if I could handle this ride. Maybe I wasn't strong enough for this whole thing. To make matters worse, my thoughts drifted to how I could be on a warm, sunny beach back home with my buddies drinking cold beer and flirting with bikini-clad ladies. I'd taken two beautiful months off work to grunt it out on some stupid hill in northern Washington, and this was only the beginning of a coast-to-coast ride that would take weeks to finish. The bike moved at a snail's pace, I resorted to focusing on a spot on the road a few yards in front of me, and upon reaching it, locating another spot to pedal towards. Foot by foot, mile by endless mile, all I could see was a never-ending double yellow line on my left and the single white line along my right. In the background, I heard a car approaching, but concentrated on turning the pedals. Just make it to the top. 
Then the car came right behind me, and the driver leaned on the horn that gave me a jolt, rippling me with anger that only added to my frustration. But I kept cranking one pedal at a time, using nearly all the discipline I could gather. And then ten pedal strokes later, pushing the bike around the bend, I saw the sign. Sherman Pass, elevation 5,575 feet. I limped off my bike, shivering in the cool mountain air. Hours earlier, I had stoked up on pancakes and hash browns and cruised easily along a thickly forested road for about 40 miles. But it was that last 20 miles and gaining nearly 5,000 feet in elevation that was the real challenge. During the climb up Sherman, I thought that this was a senseless ride that wasn't worth the exertion. The mental fatigue hit me by surprise, but as I caught my breath, I realized I had conquered this mountain. Puffy clouds floated through a brilliant blue sky as I surveyed the mosaic of forested hills and valleys below. I wondered how many people drive up this pass each day so immersed in their thoughts listening to the radio or talking on the phone that they never glance out the window to notice the incredible beauty around them. I could not have fully appreciated the magnificence of the summit without enduring exhaustion that made me doubt this whole journey. My reservations of undertaking this journey quickly vanished. The warm beaches and cold beer will always be there. I realized I needed to be in this moment and accept the challenges I would encounter with enthusiasm. I felt lucky to acknowledge the drudgeries of any adventure in the first part of the ride. There would be plenty of obstacles ahead of me, but I knew I would finish this journey. Six weeks and 3,760 miles later, I pedaled up the driveway to my house in Rhode Island. Before setting out, I never could have imagined either the amazing moments or trying moments that I would encounter as I biked across the country. I met incredible people who invited me into their homes for dinner and asked me about my ride. I pedaled along Lake McDonald and Glacier National Park and gazed at the breathtaking blue reflections of the Rocky Mountains. I'd ridden through a hailstorm in eastern Montana with quarter-inch ice pellets forcing me to pull off the side of the road. A young couple stopped their minivan and let me stay inside until the storm passed. I encountered brutal headwinds on some days that left me so tired I barely had enough energy left to set up my tent at night. In a small town in North Dakota, I could feel the electricity in the air as colliding storm systems brought on the potential for tornadoes. The concerned townspeople opened up the school and let me sleep inside that night and I endured a three-week stretch of riding with only three dry days. Pouring rain drenched everything I had with me. But at each challenge, I pressed on, pushing myself through the mental and physical fatigue, because I knew there would be a metaphorical summit at the end that would provide its own reward. I'm David King, and this is my short. David continues to ride. He recently returned from Acadia National Park where he enjoyed biking through Maine's incredible scenery. Music today from Typhoon, Music for Animals, and Chiquita Violenta. Check out our website, www.dirtbagdiaries.com for links and to download the cuts. They're all there. We did it. 
we crested 1 million downloads. I can't hardly believe it. I never imagined this when I started this project four years ago, that it would grow into something as incredible as what it has become. A big thanks to all of our listeners who supported us over the last four years. We couldn't have done this without you. And especially big thanks to those of you who have worked to recruit new fans, new listeners, by spreading the word and love about the diaries. We also could not do this without our sponsors. They're a huge part of this equation. New Belgium Brewing makes the shorts a reality. They believe in community, whether it's based around beer or the outdoors or both. They're hosting a variety of gatherings this summer, from Tour de Fat to Clips of Faith Film Tour. Check out their events tab on Facebook to find out when they're coming to a town near you and go be a part of their community. You will not be disappointed. Check them out online at newbelgium.com. Who at Rex has also made the Dirtbag Diaries happen. This small startup company from Missouri shares a lot in common with us. They're small, but dream big. If you need a new bike rack, check them out online at kuatracks.com. Additional support comes from Patagonia. Thanks to everyone there for their support right from the start. Particularly big thanks to Casey. We could not have done this without you. I'm Fitz Cahal, and you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries.